Inside the Triangle, the Decker Truck Line Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Triangle. I am your host, Darren Ladley, and today we have a special guest, and uh, I happen to be doing some research this morning, and I happen to notice that... uh, uh, March 15th is a special day for you. Um, Tom, I have Thomas Remington. So, Thomas, I believe it's your birthday today. Correct. All right. And you're 58. Is that? Oh, no, you just look 58. <laughs> How old are you today? 38. 38. Okay. So, Thomas is here today. Um, Thomas was recognized here recently by, was it Overdrive? Yep. Overdrive Magazine. All right. But first, let's just talk about, you've been with us for three, just about three years in July will be yep, just with about us. three years. Okay. Um, I kind of went back and looked at your job history of what you did before you got here. You were kind of all over the place. Just a little bit. So what kind of, what, before you got into driving, what did you do with us? I mean, you, we were kind of your first, we were your first over the road job, I Correct. believe. Yes. Yes. So what'd you do? What was your background before that? Uh, well, I'm a welder by trade. Okay. But other than that, I had worked in various other hands-on physical labor kind of jobs, everything from working at a tire and towing company down to, I actually worked at a little cafe for a little while. And then right before here, I was at a co-op. I seen you did some cooking at, uh, well, no, not at Pizza Hut. Where was it? It was a a little mom and pop place, wasn't it? You were doing some cooking. So is that where this love of cooking and all this came from? No, actually, no. My love for cooking came actually from my dad when I was a kid. Okay. He, uh, there was no easy meal for him. Everything was always, it had to be intricate, multiple steps, and it was a full scent the whole way. So he didn't. He didn't just let's let's just throw this burger on and put a bun on it and let's go. There had to be a lot of. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. He went so far as to have the local machine shop here in town uh, make a leveling kit for his gas grill, so that when he cooked his pancakes on the griddle, that he also had to make that it could be perfect. I I I, I go on a motorcycle trip every year with a buddy of mine, and he, I've known him for years. And he is that way. He has a grill, and he has a self leveler on there, so because the pancakes have to be perfectly level. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got little screws on each corner, so that if you're on a picnic table, you can raise it and lower it. So I remember one time, the only time I ever seen my dad bake, he made a lemon meringue pie from scratch out of a Betty Crocker cookbook, and he was over there. He had to go to the store buy a microplane and all this other stuff, and everything had to be just perfect. And when it was done, it was better than what you'd see in the book. So you started with us um, in July July of uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were a company driver. Were you flatbed the entire time, I believe, when you came yes, here? So what intrigued you? Why did you want to do flatbed? You just like hard work and get dirty? And Well, to be perfectly honest, because that's what you guys told me I was going to do in the beginning. We told you? <laughs> yeah. We can do that? <laughs> wow. Well, they, they said that's where it would be the best fit after I had the physical. And I think that actually, no. Actually, what it was is the recruiter was telling me about there was going to be a new program. And this was when the guaranteed pay program was just starting on the flatbed side. And uh, provided that I, you know, passed the physical endurance or whatever it was. And, yeah, I got to be the one of the first three to be in that program. You did very, very well because then you decided to call me 
and say, hey, dummy Darren, I want to join the lease purchase program. And I said, okay, dummy driver, why do you want to do this? Okay. Um, and you've been in the program, lease purchase program now. I didn't look that up. Almost two and a half years. Almost two and a half years. Okay. And you've been doing very well on the program. Um, how has it changed your life coming here compared to what you were doing before? You've been steady here. I mean, you found a home. How has it changed your life at home up there in Gilmore City? I have a lot more freedom. I can do what I want when I want within the parameters the Decker sets. If I want to run, like I just came off a 10-week bender. You know, if I want to run for 10 weeks, I can run for 10 weeks. If I want to be home every week, I can be home every week. I just have to be able to, you know, cover any expenses that come up along the way. You know, that's the that's the, the beauty of, at least for me, being in the lease purchase program on the flatbed side. If I want to be home or if I need to be home, I can be. But... Also, but when I was on the guarantee program, it's just, it was the same way. I was mm-hmm. still home every weekend if if I wanted to be, or if I wanted to run, I would run. And a lot of the weeks, I would run over what I was, you know, supposed to. But monetarily wise, some weeks are better than others. I okay. Mean, but you got to be financially prepared for that, though. That's the big thing, you know. I learned that real quick, and in the very beginning, actually, um, we had a really bad winter, and it slowed me down. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I've got X dollars in the bank and everything else. I wasn't ready. One, I know one, one, was that the winter that you kept ham? You went to the van side for a little while and then you kept no, wondering. That was, no, that was last year. That was last year. Okay. And you kept like, God, do I want to stay on this? And what did I tell you? I said, no, Thomas. I said, go back to the flatbed side. I said, you're <laughs> going to be much happier. Was I right? Yes. Okay. See, I ain't as dumb as people think I am, except yeah. Katie thinks that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's helping me. Um, be able to pay for our house, get it paid off sooner, and um, allow us a few uncommon luxuries that we wouldn't normally have. But knowing that I've earned it and that none of this was ever a handout mm-hmm. means everything. You know, that's the good thing about Decker. When you come here, you're already family. But if you prove that you can do what you need to do and then some, you're rewarded accordingly. You're so- not a number here. So what do you say, and I've been hearing this, because you've, you've seen the WorkHound app, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've replied back on it or not, but because we will ask people to unmask and stuff like that, and it's up to them. Um, I have drivers that will tell me the scorecard is unattainable. It's BS. There's no driver that, that can make the scorecard. It's, you just can't do it. What do you say to them? I was pulling perfect scores and everything, being home every week, mm-hmm. taking the weekends off. It's possible. They're, they're, I mean, you just have to do what you have to do. I mean, if miles are what are holding you back, ask for longer runs. Make sure you get where you need to be. Trip plan. I mean, it, it's not impossible if I can do it. Well, yeah, you've only got three years in the trucking business. I mean, and, and you were doing it right off the bat. Within, you came here with three months of experience. Yeah, I was one of the few, actually, that shortly after I got here, then everything started tightening down. So I feel fortunate to be able to come in because the only experience I had was on the co-op. And since we're at this time of the year, um, you know what happens April 15th. Well, maybe. Who knows with COVID now because they changed it last year. Uh, What's April 15th? Tax time. Tax time. So how do you handle your, as a lease purchase driver, do you use ATBS? No, I do not. Okay. So you found your own accountant? Yeah, I have my own CPA. Okay. How's that working for you? Very well. But you have to be diligent about putting that money away and being prepared for it, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would say at least 30% of what your in settlement is, put that away, at least 30%. And that's just for taxes. Mm-hmm. Another 25% needs to be put away for anything that is out of your control. 
whether you're going to go and your truck breaks down and you need to cover a week's worth of expenses or whether you're trying to put away for anything else. I mean, yeah, you can make all kinds of money out here, and it seems all good and great. All it takes is one breakdown, and you're back to square one. Well, and uh, we just had a lot of drivers that were stuck down south in that snowstorm and ice storm that hit, and it pretty much shut the south down for a week. And I had a lot of lease purchase drivers that, thank goodness, they had, you know, and I stress, as you know I do, I stress and I stress and I stress. you got to have that escrow account built up to cover when this stuff happens. Absolutely. And it's not just the escrow. It's also your own personal savings, too, because say something happens at home, you can't always have money pull out of escrow at a a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. If you got a bill that's due, I mean, it usually takes a few days to be able, if it's an emergency, to be able to get money out from you and everything done. It's not like you can just snap your fingers and it's done. And I don't rely on the escrow. I, I put that away. I have another use... And that's that's for a whole other thing that I'm trying to save up for, you know. But incidentals and emergency funds are always either always either in the bank account or are me in person. Because I think not too long after you started the program, you had a lot of house issues that popped up, didn't you? I think it wasn't a water heater, and and I remember you calling and talking to me. I mean, we had a lot of house issues pop up, but we've gotten all of them taken care of. Sure, yeah. sure, okay, all right. You know, me and my wife are out in Virginia, and. Um, our uh, furnace decided to quit in the middle of cold weather like this. It was expensive, but it needed to be done. So one of the reasons Thomas is here today is because of that overdrive article. So what, give us, what happened? How did you, how did they even find you out there? I mean, you're out in the middle of Wyoming. I mean, there's nothing in Wyoming but sagebrush and, and donkeys, I think, is the only thing out there. I've been out there a million times, and you were in Rock Springs, correct? No, Wamsetter. Well, okay, where? Wamsetter. Where the heck is that? Western Wyoming. Just about before you cross into Utah? Just east of the state line by, uh, I'd have to look. It's not far. Okay. All right. But you happen to be sitting there in the middle. I think you guys were shut down for a snowstorm, weren't you, or something? Or Well, actually, I started because I was going to be delivering this load to Denver, and they were going to take me there on Saturday. So I was going, all right, I'll go. They canceled it, so I wasn't going to deliver until Monday. So I stopped at the Loves and did my, my uh, post-trip, checked everything out trailer lights weren't working so i was like all right well i got to stay here then i'll just do a 34 here had them fix everything sunday morning rolls around where i'm going to roll out and the storm rolls in and they (laughs) shut down the big road and somebody was making a a, somebody was complaining over the cb about not being able to leave and not and they were hungry or something so i got i told myself i got food told what i had and everything else and somebody else chimes in oh i've got a grill hey well what do you need i i've got this and pretty soon we had 10 people and I told everybody, all right, well, fine, come to my truck. I told them where I was and what I was. And we got everything figured out and had the first meal. It was a blast. It was colder than the Dickens out there. But we're all standing outside like it was 80 degrees in sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> truck drivers ain't right in the head. You know that, right? I'm not going to answer that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, it was it was awesome. Um, the, first, the first meal we had that night, I made a... Uh, well, it was going to originally be um, barbacoa tacos and tri-tip. But because everybody else had this other stuff to throw in, and I had a bunch of other stuff in the truck, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just throw it all together and make a stew. And somebody offered to make rice in their truck, and we ended up having uh, barbacoa with tri-tip. Uh, there was chicken in there and some sausage, and we had all that over rice, and it was amazing. 
So what do you carry in your, because I, I know how big the fridges are in that truck, okay? It's not like your home fridge, okay? So do you carry an extra cooler with you? Do you have, like I used to, before they had fridges in the truck back, I used to carry an Igloo plug-in cooler, and that's what I used because I didn't want to spend restaurant prices on there, so I would stock up. It was basically almost the same size as what the refrigerators are now in there, and that's what I carried all my stuff in. So, Or do you just use that fridge and that's it? Actually, I had... I. In the very beginning, I had just a regular cooler you put ice in, just a regular igloo. And it was just a pain in the butt. I have to take everything out, change the ice, put it all back. So then I was like, all right, my wife saw a uh, fridge-freezer combo at Walmart. I was like, all right, let's get it. Not thinking about the size. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up taking up half the floor space on my sleeper. Yeah. But I loved it because I could have extra freezer space and another refrigerator. Well, unfortunately, that quit working. Choose off of the inverter. Is that how you yes. did it? Because a lot of times when those kick on, you know, inverters have a surge on it. So, but it, it was small enough that it oh, yeah. didn't mess with that. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was only as tall as this table. Okay. What I concluded was that it was because the bunk heater was blowing on it and it happened at home. So the shell of the refrigerator was overheating and it couldn't keep it cool fast enough and the pump failed. But I'm going to be getting a um, actual travel cooler freezer here. I'm going to be ordering it next weekend. Use it as a supplemental freezer. And then essentially just using my fridge as a place to store um, stuff we're going to be eating and then stuff I'm meat that I'm going to be thawing out. That way when I make big batches of something, if I want to, you know, freeze it into portions, I can. Well, I noticed that, like, uh, Lisa, uh, who we've had on here, she she's on that Instapot. Do you have an Instapot that you use? And, yes. Okay. And, and you guys are getting pretty good at, at what you're doing on there. You are. I, I know when I, for camping, I mean, it's a lot like camping is what it is. And I, now, do you use an electric grill or are you using a gas-powered grill? Well, I have, um, I have two different gas grills. I have one that's at home right now that I haven't on the truck because normally I put it where I put my chains. Okay. But I just recently got a new Coleman um, stove burner and grill combo. I think is that the one you put on Facebook I saw the picture of? Yeah, just recently. Okay, yeah. yep, okay. And it works really good. It really does. Um, the very first thing I ever had in my truck to cook with was actually a little truck stop butane stove from the TA. Okay. And I had a little, I think I, had, I, think I walked across the street to the Walmart and got a little skillet. And I thought I was just Jeff Priority. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> That's back when I still had the Peterbilt, and uh, oh yeah, and it just it just grew from there. I was like, well, I've got this. Let's have this. What mm-hmm. else can I do? My first multi cooker was a Ninja, three in one, where it's a pressure cooker and an air fryer and everything else. Unfortunately, it died on the road. Only three months into the whole deal, it was. I remember. I still remember throwing it away up in Oregon in the dumpster. It just hurt. <laughs> All that money away. Yeah. But I went in and I got a. I have a eight quart Instapot. And then I also have an Instapot air fryer that I use as well. It's just like an oven. It has the door that comes down, two racks, and also has a rotisserie spit and basket as well. Okay. So I can do, there isn't much that I can't do. I've got that and a regular electric burner. It's good for cooking, not good for boiling water. Mm-hmm. And they're just not efficient. Yeah. And then um, I got a 12 volt Max Burton stove to go, basically like a crock pot, but the lid locks. I can set the temperature, put everything in a bag. Put it in there, and I can just cook on going down on the road. So when you got this article came out, okay, now what has this led to so far? Way more attention in this whole thing than I was ever expecting. <laughs> I was just doing what I'd love to do. I mean, my love for cooking is even more than my love for trucking. And it, it's 
it allows me to be able to disconnect from the day. But I've got so many people coming at me, asking me questions and everything else and saying hi. I mean, I called my local bank and I had to do some things. And they're, oh, hey, congratulations on the article. They were talking about the one in the messenger. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. But, no, it, it's it's awesome. I mean, anybody that looks at the Decker page knows that I'm always posting food. Always. But now it, it, it seems like it's brought up the morale of, hey, if he can do it, let me do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's the little things out there that if you can make it feel more like home, life on the road is that much easier. You know, even if it's, it doesn't have to be nothing fancy. Just a home-cooked meal is way better than any of that truck stop food. Well, and I know you've been around, and, and I'll see a lot of the guys, hey, I'm here at this terminal, or let's get together. I mean, we keep a grill here. I think there's mm-hmm. a grill out in Missoula, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that they can get together and they can cook and eat. I saw one the other day, uh, yesterday maybe it was on our on our Facebook or website, as I like to call it, as, as Katie shakes her head. Um, a guy had a, uh, what's that thing? It goes, ah! a drone and he had a he had a drone and he was up there and it was up above the smoking area the break area up there and he was and there was a couple of guys standing there and he was just hovering around and showing so he's planning on doing this of taking his drone and showing different shots so i mean that facebook page is really getting to be a lot of fun it is and i hope it continues and the drivers use it more and more i've actually had um you were asking what else has came of this um I'm actually going to be a food writer now for Overdrive as well. Cool. And they're going to have me do a monthly uh, article as a freelance food writer. Okay. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. And then I'll also be doing the same thing for you guys here. Well, you work with Jesse on the Driven one, don't mm-hmm. too, don't you? I don't do so much on the, the Driven because that's more of a health conscience and everything else. And not everything I cook is, quote, healthy. No, you have a... Uh, uh fun food um <laughs> comfort food is what you have yes. yes but i've you know i've learned i can eat whatever i want it's how much of it that i eat is what matters mm-hmm. but no i've also put more effort into my social medias as well because i'm on all of them and being able to actually include decker into the whole thing and show that i work for decker and that this is something that decker encourages is awesome because in the beginning i was so nervous about putting anything to do with decker you know, it was taboo at first, but I learned real quick that they're okay with it. And that's awesome. As long as it provides a positive image. And that's what we need to do in this industry, mm-hmm. because for a long time, we've had a really bad image in this industry and we need, and we still do. I mean, you still have the people that still look at you like, yeah, you know, damn truck driver. What does he know? Even though we make more money than the average person does out there, I guarantee you, I always drive by and go, yeah, you can grin at me all you want, but I guarantee you my checks are higher than yours. We got to create that positivity in this. We need to bring more people into this. We need to bring younger people into this in any way we can do it. And I think, didn't I, did I see on the Facebook, did you start a new Instagram page or, or something? Uh, I started a new Facebook page because a lot of people don't have the other social medias. So I started a just a regular Facebook page for the bearded flatbed guy kind of as a rally point as a place to be able to share all my other social media because you know here in the coming weeks I'm going to be producing more videos on YouTube doing more stuff on Instagram do a little bit of Twitter not much Twitter yeah that's what I think of Twitter Katie don't be shaking your head when I'm really bored I'll put up a tweet yeah (laughs) but no um, and then I do a little bit on TikTok but it's not 
She's been dying for me. She you says I need TikTok. to get a TikTok. You, and you love TikTok. I like watching them. I ain't going to put one on there because nobody wants to see this fat guy dance. I'm telling you. It's not. Well, okay, here's the thing. It's not just dancing, though. There's, there's every genre from cooking to trucking to business and everything in between. That's what I thought at first when my, my daughters are the ones that got me started on the whole thing. And I thought, okay, cool, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, the very, I think the very first thing I ever put up was a picture of, uh, or a video of Zoe eating a, eating a zucchini in the truck. But, you know, it's for me, it's not about the number of followers I have. It's not about the number of views I get. If I reach one person, I'm happy. And it's not just on social media. I mean, I've had drivers here in the terminal come up to me and ask me questions. You know, I'm not in this to become famous. I guess I've kind of became Decker famous, but with that comes responsibility, though, too. Hmm. You know, if you're going to be known for one thing and you're going to say you're going to do something and you're going to post all this stuff, you got to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't look at it as a job, though. I'm just got to remind myself, okay, I better take a picture of this before I eat this. <laughs> or if I'm going to make a video, I better make sure that I include all this the steps. I'm getting ready to release a um, recipe for my chili. I'm hoping that goes over well. We'll see. I was going to cook for you guys, but because of the, re you know, I'm home on, to take care of some personal issues that happened at home. Everything's just been all up in the air and everything else. So, unfortunately, I'm sorry. I don't have any food that, for you. That, I don't need to eat it anyway because, I mean, I've been on this. Uh, COVID-25 hit me, <laughs> and I'm, I've lost about 15 in the last month because I'm back to my normal strict diet, and, and I got a little ways to get back to it again. But, Katie, I may go into TikTok if I can do it for bad golfing. Because, I mean, I throw my golf clubs once in a while. I've got one in a couple of lakes and maybe in a pond. Um, so so you're happy Gilmore. In, huh? Yes, I happy Gilmore. Yes. So I, maybe I could do something along See, that See, I don't understand golf. Yeah. I've never understood the sport in chasing around little white balls. <laughs> I've never understood it. Yeah, everybody's got their own thing. I got a friend of mine who rides bikes hundreds and hundreds about running. The hell wants to run? I sure in hell don't want to run. But I'm glad this is leading to bigger and better things. Positive image for the trucking industry. Positive image for Decker Truck Line which we appreciate. Um, anything else down the pike? Well, I guess and no. I mean, it's not just truckers that I want to reach, though. It's I want to be able to reach the general public. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had people that work in truck stops that will ask the silliest questions, like, where do you sleep? Some people are that naive that don't understand we essentially have a house behind us, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I just want to, if I want to be known for anything within trucking, and that, you know, I want to be known as the guy that, cooks those wonderful food in his truck. And if he can cook it in the truck, why can't I cook it in my house? I've usually, before COVID hit, every spring we always did a little thing with the school over here across the street. And kids are just totally amazed when they get to get up inside the truck. And a lot of the teachers are too. They get up in there and they're like, they don't realize that, you know, my God, he's got a TV in there. He's got satellite TV. He's got a refrigerator and a microwave. And I mean, it's a full, other than a bathroom, I mean, it's, it's basically an RV. Mm -hmm. is what it is and there are a lot of them are shocked by how much room there is inside there it, it's got all the comforts of home if you do it right it does and you learn that over time it, i mean it's there's no set blueprint for one for everyone mm -hmm. everyone needs certain things to feel comfortable for me it's being able to cook so i carry you know my whole top bunk is all cooking equipment and ingredients other people it might be the way that they relax is to play games so they're all set up for gaming. Other people might be a hobby of, you know, whether it's knitting, crochet, drawing. 
Well, I met, uh, we have a driver here I, I was talking to the other day, basically has a recording studio set up in his truck. He plays guitar and he records commercials, uh, jingles and stuff like that. And so, yeah, so he has a small recording studio like this set up in his truck and, and that's what he does in his, in his downtime. And I'd like, I mean, the things you could do and what drivers do, the, just the, the differences between one driver to the next of what their hobbies are, what their specialties are, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, there's no such thing as a cookie-cut driver. There, there really isn't. I mean, everyone's just as unique as everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no one the one thing that's the same. However, I have found food seems to be the most common similarity. Everybody's got to eat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is why there's so much appeal. And, you know, I mean, I don't expect to be way up here in tomorrow. It's going to take time and work. You're not going to be the next Martha Stewart or Rachel Ray? <laughs> no, I'll be the Gordon Ramsay of trucking. The Gordon Ramsay, okay. There we go. All right. Yep, yep. I want to be that. Who's that food food guy that eats everything? And uh, Adam? God, what is his name? Um, anyway, he's got the world's uh, on History Channel. I've been watching the history of food. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty good stuff on there watching some of that history stuff. Yeah, it is. Learning about food and, you know, for me, it's uh, different ethnic foods. Mm-hmm. You know, I like dabbling in different things and then crossing things over. You know, you can make almost anything into a taco. I'd be surprised. <laughs> I've, I've heard of some weird things. Fish tacos. I mean, and I know that's a pretty popular thing. Who the heck is going to put, oh, that's, I love fish, but I ain't putting it in a taco. I'm making mean catfish taco, though. Uh, I can't eat catfish, sorry. Walleye. I'm a walleye guy. And you live in Iowa and you yeah. can't eat catfish? I, I'm from Minnesota, and our state fish is a walleye, not a catfish. Catfish is that thing we ship down to Iowa, okay? <laughs> but, well, but like Dave Chapman, okay? You know Dave. So Dave is like me. I love going on cruises, okay? Dave loves to go on cruises. Well, but the difference is, is so when I go to a cruise port, I go do fun stuff like zip lining or scuba diving or something. Dave goes to cooking places and takes cooking classes at wherever he's at. So he always wants to know because Dave is a big cooker. You might want to talk to him because he's always into, hey, I want to learn what their spices are and stuff like that. And and it, it's quite interesting. You have to talk to Dave on that sometime. I kind of do that, except, you know, I don't go on cruises. I go on long loads. uh, you gotta take a vacation once in a while so you don't get burnt out ask me that this time next year okay i will but no i i'll actually see if i have time i'll actually seek out different ethnic grocery stores Mm -hmm. and when i was just out in long island i found a nice uh, latin grocery store and it was almost like you'd see in the movies except they weren't throwing fish obviously but they had the fresh fish on ice they had everything you can imagine things i never even heard of and i got some wonderful ingredients there and it, it's awesome. Well, I got a taste for uh, lamb. We were, me and my wife, years and years and years ago, back when there was a meatpacking plant up in Albert Lee, where I'm from, we'd haul swinging lamb into Chicago. And when we were delivering it, so it was down into the meat market down there, and then you would they would bring you food and stuff like that. And I loved, I mean, I really got into the taste of the lamb. I like lamb. A lot of people don't like it. It's, it's kind of weird. It's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. If you've never had any kind of, like an organ meat, it has a very, it's a written, not so much an organ-y flavor, but it's a very rich flavor. And I, I like it. I just made one recently, actually, in the truck. I made a boneless leg of lamb roast. It's so tender. You need to cook it like a steak. Mm-hmm. It's either you cook it like a, a steak to a good medium, or you're going to need to slow simmer it to where it falls apart. Yeah, my, my son actually came over last week and brought some ribs that he'd smoke in his smoker. 
and oh god they were just the boy knows how to do one thing he can't do anything no i'm just kidding sorry jacob (laughs) anyway but he can he can smoke some ribs i mean it's fall off the bone awesome but i mean there's different things like yeah i mean i'm a lamb guy my wife is i love duck i love pheasant i love you know my wife won't touch any of that seafood she's leaving uh this weekend on a girl's trip so it's seafood time i'm having lobster and shrimp and and (laughs) cod and all kinds of things while she's gone because she won't let me eat it when i'm home See, my favorite fish that I actually uh, turn my wife on to is actually tuna steaks. I've never had them. Okay. Yeah, you cook it. Well, just like we we're talking about the lamb, you cook it just like you would a steak, and it's it's nothing like you would taste. In a, it's not like in. A it's can not like anything. getting starkest in a can and just eating it with no, a fork. It's, it's not, completely okay. different. Do you mm-hmm. eat sushi? Uh, no, 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 not okay. me. No, Katie, do you eat sushi? I love sushi. See, yeah, see. see. When we're done here, I'll show you some. Uh, no, I, I, I don't want to see. Okay. I've seen sushi. I don't need No, to. no, no. Tuna steaks. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. That's one of my favorite things to cook. That was actually one of the cuts I got over in, over in Long Island. I watched him cut it right off the filet. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. I like frog legs. Don't give me that look. I mean, yes, uh, I've tried frog legs. And I know everybody says it tastes like... It does. It tastes like chicken. It, it really it does. does. It's it like does. little chicken wings. You can add... There's actually a truck stop over in Oklahoma... Over in Big Cabin, you can actually get fresh fried frog legs right mm-hmm. there at the counter. Wow. Um, I've tried uh, alligator, uh, mm-hmm. gator. It's really chewy. Uh, then it wasn't cooked right. Yeah. It, it, and, and then, uh, God, what's uh, there was this weird calamar. Oh, uh, calamara calamari, yes. Squid. And that, yeah, that was the squid, yes. I've That eaten. does have a very distinct rubbery texture. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I not a big fan of of oysters. Ugh, yeah, I just never got into that. Oyster soup, yes, but I just can't be, you know, open up a can of oysters and <laughs> it has to be in something. But anyway, so we can finish up here. I need a, some advice that you can give. A guy who came with three months of experience, new to the industry, give me some advice to the drivers out there. Somebody wants to get into this business. What can you tell them? It takes two things to be a good driver. Patience and common sense. Experience comes with time. Pay attention to your surroundings. Ask questions. And ask questions again. Don't ever make assumptions. At all. That sums it up, really. And I've learned that the hard way. Patience, I think, has always been. I've always said that you've got to have patience in this business. If you don't, you're not going to last long. No, you won't. And this, the common sense goes hand in hand with that. Think things through. You have all day to think. While you're driving. Yeah, I went trucking this weekend, and any of the things I get home, my wife said, oh, my God, you just spent, you just spent seven <laughs> hours in the truck. Oh, geez. Great advice. Thank you. Um, now, we're going to do a little thing here, and you can't answer this, and you can't participate, okay? I've got a little trivia question. Um, I want you to be the first person after they hear this broadcast that either emails or calls Katie, okay, with the answer to the question, then they will win some sort of a prize. I haven't quite decided yet, um, but I'm going to go. My trivia question is, in the movie and the soundtrack, Convoy, what did they tear up and leave on the scale? All right. Well, everyone, keep the shiny side up. Now, on to the next thing. As I hold here in my formerly nicotine-stained fingers, this is my tribute to Rush Limbaugh, who just passed away a while, but I have the February Drivers of the Month for West Reefer Art Club winner. Congratulations. 
Raymond Sierra was our nominee. Our Midwest Reefer, Todd Overson winner. Congratulations. Charles Gann, nominee. Eduardo Villabosa Arguela, nominee. Our team winners were Curtis and Curtis Carson, senior and junior. Um, flatbed winner, Irvin Kilberg. Congratulations. Southern Flatbed, Anthony Vasquez, winner. Yasha Kalkins, nominee. Owner-operator lease purchase was John Hodges. Congratulations to all of you. Great job. You're up for grand champion of 2021 now. So for our scorecard bonus program for February, we had 47 drivers receive a perfect 1,000 score. Congratulations to all of you. Great job. Keep it up. We had 181 company drivers receive a bonus for a total of $32,755.46. We had 33 owner-operators who received the bonus for a total of $10,730.13. For our Smart Drive bonus, now remember, Smart Drive is you have to have the inward-facing recorder on. If you have that and your score is 20 or below, you receive a penny a mile for every mile that you run for the month. We had 225 drivers receive a bonus, company drivers, for $16,597.81. We had 10 owner-operators that received the bonus for $911.53. So in total, all the bonuses that Decker paid out this last month was $60,994.93. Congratulations to all of you. Spend the money wisely. Put it in savings. Save it for retirement. Put it in the 401k. Yay, because we all know I love that. But congratulations to all of you, and thanks, guys. As always, thank you for listening to Inside the Triangle. Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you will know when the new episodes drop. And remember, submit your questions to podcast at deckermail.com and you could be featured on one of our upcoming episodes. The best way to do this is to create a voice memo on your smartphone, record your question, and email it to podcast at deckermail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Stay driven to be the best. Thank you.